You're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew. I'm joined here with none other than the Terraformer himself, Yoji, and the greatest otaku in the world. No, not Chris. No, not that one guy that you kind of shake your head at at the store, but Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. How's it going, everybody? How's it going, Mr. Terraformer? How are things on Mars? Joji, yo, Joji, Joji. How long am I going to go with this? This is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure how long I had to keep this on. I figured at least a minute or so. (laughs) Just get everybody. Wait, you're not the terraformer. You're Chris. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) No, you're saying Joji. That's all they say, apparently, is Joji. I can't do that. You can have an entire language based off of one word, apparently. (laughs) And it all depends on if you say Joji, or you say Jojoji, or if you say Jojoji. (laughs) I'm I'm still trying to... I'm trying to unlock... Like, people have unlocked the pattern of Klanon. I'm trying to unlock the pattern of Terraformers. (laughs) And it's a very difficult pattern. Anyways, this is Chris, by the way. Yo. Did I already say that? Yeah. I think I did that. And no, Donald Schwarzenegger is not here. I know that is shocking to everybody. <laughs> and there is no psychotic terraformer either. It's just, just Chris and me. Well, I don't know. I I there I I think we're pretty roach free in here. I haven't seen <laughs> one in a long time since I've sprayed quite a bit, so I'm I'm pretty good about it. I was I was kinda worried about losing an arm or so. Or just having a gigantic rock pelted at you. <laughs> that got pretty bad. When they get to the rocks, it gets pretty bad. Anyways, yeah, this is the otakuspirit.com website, podcast, anime cast. If and, you're still yeah, with us. <laughs> we're, we're from otakuspirit.com. If you th- are you not afraid by now, you can converse with us on a regular basis on our forums. Where we will not... Talk like Terraformers or Arnold Schwarzenegger. We just talk about anime. We're like those friends that you never had that are psychotic and want to talk about anime with you. Not really psychotic. We don't. We, we didn't say that. Disregard that. Um, this is a discussional podcast. We like to throw these in between our review and mid seasons and first impressions, so that people go. I don't really care about the current season, but I want to listen to you all talk for some reason. This is the discussional ones where we just talk about random stuff. But we will talk about one show later on. But which one do we decide on? We were between Cross Age and Yukiuna. I think Yukiuna is pretty much one out. Yeah, I think Yukiuna. I have a lot. I've got a lot to that. say about you uh, about Cross Age, but you know, but the problem with Cross Age is there's really only one episode to talk about because it's really upset about this recent episode. <laughs> pretty much. Where Yukiuna is more about the entirety of the show, and I think we have a lot of our community listeners that like Yukiuna. 
Whereas I don't think anybody's talking about Cross Angel on our there's site. A couple, there's a couple of a couple of our listeners that actually watch it. I just, it. Unfortunately, logic broke, and I'm irritated right now. So, And I just seen on Twitter somebody actually liked that episode. And it's like, you know one of those things where you're like, yeah, there's going to be people that always like things that you just get really upset about. So, difference of opinion. It happens <laughs> quite often for me. But, you know, Twin Tails. Yeah, and say how girls. Yeah, different opinions. Anyways, in the discussional podcast, we usually talk about what's going on in the community, some questions from the community, uh, which again we're usually thank- we're very thankful of all the questions we get from the community because it creates some great discussion. And we talk about a couple news objects that are up there. There's still news going on while it's very dry as it is. And then we usually get into a show, which we usually leave at the very end because we're going to get into spoiler discussions about them, which in this episode will be Yuki Yuna. So if you have watched Yuki Yuna, want to hear us talk about it, look forward to that. If you haven't watched Yuki Yuna, we will warn you before we start getting into the spoilers, so don't worry about it too much. But yeah, kicking it off, we're going to start with Neko's question. Neko asks a question on the forums under the Anime Cast Question thread, which you can submit your questions for. Um, he says he has a couple questions. The first... Have we scared June off? For those who don't know, June is our friend from Japan, and she knows a lot about Japan because she's lived there. Um, and she is nice enough to go onto our forums and answer questions from people about Japan. And we often have a Ask June segment on the show where we read those out to you guys so that you guys can hear them in case you don't actually frequent the forums. And recently, she's kind of been very missing on our forums and some people were kind of questioning that wondering where she's been and so june know that you are missed um but at the same time i do i am fully aware of what's going on with her right now i don't want to divulge that to everybody that listens because that's you know private to her i'll leave that to her to decide what she wants to tell people about just know that she is alive she is very healthy and she is busy at the moment um she has a lot of new things that are happening in her life and those are keeping her busy. And of course, those take, uh, you know, presence over, you know, our podcast and our questions. So we can wait for her, whereas what she's doing can't wait. So that's pretty much what it is. But she she definitely has expressed that she is, um, you know, she's sad that she's not able to give them as much time as she used to. And we appreciate that she feels that way. Um, but I, I pretty much let her know that, look, we're we're, we're always going to be here. We don't need you, uh, you know, pushing yourself to answer our questions just whenever you get free time. So uh, she's very appreciative of that, and I hope that she feel, knows that we're appreciative of what she does and that she can, whenever she finds time, to do that. So yep. June she, is there, and she's she's, she's, she's always she's always a part of our family. Yep she uh, she she has her two her two oni chans. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving forward, uh, we're going to go into Neko's second question. So I'm trying to figure out a direct but delicate way to ask this. What would you guys consider your blind spots? Do you want to start off with that, or do you want to read the whole thing? Uh, blind spot would probably well, I guess, I guess be... he kind of explains it, so I have to read the whole thing. Uh, what I mean is, is there any genre, archetype, etc., that you guys, um, that you know you are going to be ex- extra critical of, um, or con- conversely, extra forgiving of? For example... I know I'm giving, uh, gonna give PA Works much more of a chance than I am Shaft, um, just because dot 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 PA Works. Um, it seems that to me that Andrew is going to be uh, much more forgiving of flaws 
if a show has kick kick butt action terraformers, I'll know a zero. And Chris is uh, um, will allow leeway for lollies. I don't know why I've gotten the title of protecting terraformers. I guess I just wasn't overly critical in our mid-season review. I'm not sure, but I don't give terraformers any leeway. I think it is purely a violent and action show, and that's all I give it. I don't. I, if somebody came to me and said, "Suggest a show," it would take a long time before I got terraformers. <laughs> terraformers. I would be listing. <laughs> 500 plus shows and even then i probably would forget about it because it is not even on my list of recommendations i don't care for that show in the sense that i'm going to recommend to anybody i have just found little bits of enjoyment out of it that's really all it is so uh no i don't i don't think you're offending us in any way for asking this question so don't don't think that but i really we put our we put ourselves out there we know that we're gonna get some goofy questions like this he did put on there, this is overly simple, and uh, you can absolutely tell me, wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong for Terraformers. Uh, well, it's, zero, it's the same, the same thing with the, the lolly thing. I mean, yeah, I do have a kind of a predisposed thing, because lollies tend to be a little bit more cute, cutesy, but it's really a... I, I, I tend to coin it to the eyes, <clears throat> because if they show the eyes and the eyes catch me, then I tend to, I tend to f- fall in love with the character quicker. Um, it really is a character thing. It's not, lollies just tend to be the type of character that I like. And so they tend to be the one that I, I jump on and it's just kind of a thing that I say, it's my fun thing. It, it, I, I love lollies because they tend to be more, more fun and innocent. And so I just kind of coined that as my thing. It's not really that lollies get any more really special. Andrew hates lollies. I don't know where that came because from. it's fun for me to protect the lollies. <laughs> I, I guess I guess the easiest way I can explain it is that it kind of it transcends genres, it transcends archetypes, it transcends uh, you know substance altogether. Because really, what it comes down to is it's not a particular label that will make a show enjoyable or not enjoyable. It's more of what will entertain the person. And if a show has, like we we mentioned. Uh, when we talk about uh, Rage of the Bahamut, uh, you can completely give that a label as, well, that's an action show. That's why you're enjoying it. No, it's really just the moment to moment is is enjoyable. So thus, everything else is, if it has other flaws, you're able to overlook them. Um, Terraformers, if you want to give that an example, yeah, I will sometimes overlook the fact that there is no story in this show whatsoever that is remotely interesting Besides maybe one or two characters, the characters are unlikable, but the moment-to-moment action will entertain at some point. At some point, I'm, I'm being very pointed at the fact that there's just not always enjoyable. Um, so yeah, I, I guess... Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. Uh, no Game, No Life. That show was entertaining at certain points for me, whereas the genre itself may not be that enjoyable. Magical goals are not entertaining to me, but if a show gives a moment-to-moment enjoyment for me, like you can, you know, we'll be we'll talking about that later, I will ignore the fact that it's been boring for this entire time. If it gives you that moment of enjoyment, you will overlook certain things. But as a show overall, that's when we start to get more critical about it. But if I wanted to put myself in, you know, that pigeonhole of this is what you're going to pass and this is what you're not going to pass, I've already mentioned it before. I usually turn off quickly when it comes to harem type shows, uh, school club shows. Uh, 
Um, just because those type of shows have been overdone for me personally, I've I've it's it's I've been around the bush too many times for that one, or I I forget what the actual term is. I've seen it too many times that I just immediately go here it goes again, and I immediately shut off. And unless it you know kicks into gear and says we're doing this different, I'm probably going to shut down quicker than if I seen a show that's. Yeah, like I'll know a zero that has insane production value, insane uh, action, some clever mechanics to the combat. That grabs me quicker than they're all kind of joining up in this club room. Yeah, we've seen that joke before. I'm already shutting down. There, yeah. So I, I guess it's club shows. Magical girls often will. I'll quickly shut down on. Um, harems, very sugary shows. I often shut down on. Ones that I give leeway to, I guess psych psychological thrillers, I will try to push myself to try to find if that show is going to pan out. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul is a, a good example of that, which we'll talk about in a minute as well. Uh, that show, right off the bat, showed me a lot of really graphical stuff that was really kind of mind-bendy. That even though quite a bit of it in the middle part was quite crap, I stuck with it just because it's a psychological thriller and I usually get a lot more... They usually end up doing things that I've never really seen much of in anime, so I usually try to stick with them more often. I'm trying to think of other examples. I mean, as as on on my end, things that I kind of shut down on usually, strangely enough. I mean, I mentioned it before, but I don't know if I've said it in a while. Uh, logical fallacies, and I mean blatant logical fallacies. A particular show that. I, we were talking about it a little while ago. Cross Change. Uh, this episode, this pr uh, recent episode, did logical fallacy, and I, I, I looked over at Andrew and I said, I, I, I'm, I'm almost to the point. I mean, it was bad enough that it really irritated me, and I was really enjoying the show up until this episode, and so now I'm stuck in this this position of. Where do I go? Do I keep going on this show in in hopes that it's going to recover? Which I probably will because I did like episodes. Twenty four episodes. It's got and, plenty of time to recover if it's going to try to at least. But it, logical fallacies will really mess me up, and because and that's mainly because I tend I have a a habit of trying to follow characters' thought processes, and it, yeah, and if if i can understand why a the motivation behind a character and what they're doing why they do make the decisions they make or i mean and it doesn't have to be re realistic but it does have to make sense and i was when we were t we were discussing this exact topic earlier and i have to say specifically to neko i appreciate the fact that you have now broken me cuz i cannot there's been a couple times where you have pointed out uh, certain villains not having much logic behind them, and I think you've caused me to be a lot more critical about my bad guys now, so I am more often lately, and especially it happened with, with Cross Ainge, I'm more, I'm more of the mindset. Usually before, if something really... If I've seen a bad guy, I'm like, usually, okay, that's the bad guy. I don't really think about it too much, like... Well, what's their motivations? I don't. I never thought about that before. It was really after you started kind of pointing out certain things that I start kind of thinking about that more now. So, whereas before it was like if somebody had a good villain that had some really good build to them, I was like that was amazing. But I never really made the connection. It really is more lately that I'm like, 
what it makes them tick this this character makes no sense why am i even caring neko you broke me <laughs> and so yeah I, I did quite a bit of that with cross age and it was just like you you're not selling me why exactly you did that or kami got killed that recently i was like your this character makes no sense if you think about it they had this whole plot point this entire bracket of their life this entire bracket of their life and this one stupid thing made you suddenly bloodthirsty for them that makes no sense i no longer care for this character it it logically makes no sense uh, uh laughing under the clouds which we talk we talked about in our previous podcast it, it this one character does a 180 and it makes no logical sense because he had plenty of opportunities before then to make that decision and it would have been more convenient thus that's not their character why are they pushing this yeah and that and that's i think that i i pointed that out in we were talking about it earlier um oh i i i i did it really big time when we were discussing uh I'll know it there's mm-hmm. there's there's certain things that i I can give a little bit of leeway for the 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 whole crazy and and like Andrew was saying, it's um, in that case it was kind of a um, a sudden he he blew his top and he just acted out of passion. But there was also the there was still an aspect that kind of agitated me about that the logical progression of what he decided to do and i didn't like that and that and that's one of those those things that i keep pointing out logical fallacies is really something that will shut me down very quickly if i cannot make out in my mind why this person did certain things that will shut me down quicker than anything um so i guess it it, like i said before it really comes down to there's not really a specific genre that we're more hard on or more easy on it's just really comes down to is this show enjoyable for us and yes on that regard some are going to resonate more with us because we just have different tastes that's just kind of common i'm not going to sit here and claim that we're not biased to certain things because we are our own people and thus we have our own tastes and we're not going to lie about our certain tastes i think this season more than ever i've been a lot more open to them you guys may disagree um hitting every show in those first impressions was really my goal is giving every show a chance. And yeah, some of them based off of my taste per se, they flopped, but at the same time, I try to give them, I try, we try to give them all. Credit. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the, there's also the, the aspect of, I know that I tend to talk more about the, um, the harems and the club shows because that's really kind of more something that I enjoy mostly because I just like, light and fluffy stories i don't really need anything i enjoy a dark and heavy story i i do really truly enjoy that i mean um i i can list off all kinds of old school uh psychological thrillers that i absolutely love i i love a dark heavy story but when it comes down to it i i've I've dealt with a lot of drama. I'm done with the drama and I want light and fluffy, fun things, things that make me go, Oh, that's cute. You know, that's just what I enjoy. It's not necessarily that I don't like those kinds of shows. I really, truly do. Um, Tokyo Ghoul was a great example. I enjoyed that. Um, but it's not necessarily something that I go out of my way for. I'll watch it. And when it comes up, I'll check it out. I'll see what's, what's going on. But 
the reason why I tend to watch those other shows is because I enjoy fun stuff. I That's what I like. Um, as far as a blind spot, which is something that we kind of totally skipped over, I would have to say Mecca's. Mecca's is really honestly our blind spot because that is one genre that we just really don't watch. Yeah, it's... it's and it's not for a lack of trying. It's well, just that... If they don't resonate with us. I don't care for them. It, with this, well, the biggest problem with the mech show is really that um, there's two things. The first thing is that generally with mech shows, they always use CG anymore. And it's always terribly uh, jarring CG. Um, I really wanted to give Breakblade recently a, a, a shot. We gave Alnoa Zero a shot and we enjoyed it. Um, so we do give it shots. Uh, Gundams are difficult because Gundams really ever get streaming rights over here. You have to wait and buy it or whatever. Um, but I, the other the other we side gave, that I was going to mention, we, got, we gave Arpeggio or not Arpeggio, um, Argvalian a shot, and we gave um, uh, Captain Earth a shot. And but that's that's going to go back to what I was going to say. My other side to it is that. People listening to us, they probably already know, but I'm going to re-explain it. Um, it all comes from a journey kind of thing. We're, we're, we're from a, a long, a pretty long history of watching anime as early as, you know, the early 1990s. And coming forward to watching all these animes, uh, the other problem that you, we run into is the fact that the stuff, some, certain things have just been overdone. And I guess that's really our biggest blind spot. When we see things that are basically repeating what somebody else has already done with a new color to it, we immediately shut off. Mecha is a very big one. Ever since the point in which it kind of boomed with, uh, yeah, you can you could say that Mecha was been around since you know like Gundam and stuff. But for us, it really, it, for me, anyways, it kind of boomed around the Neon Justice era. Uh, you had a lot of shows that were kind of just blossoming around Neon Justice Evangelion, and they were all doing the same thing. Person jumps into Mecha, saves the world. Uh, person jumps into Mecca, it's the super bestest Mecca, and it saves the world. Yeah, I was oh getting God, ready to say, that was done. something that, that was something that, I mean, I, I don't remember if it was Gundam, I'm almost positive it was Gundam, but I had watched a Gundam at some point, and it was like, they were just listing off all the specs of this thing, and it was like, do something. I, I, <laughs> I, I literally, I got bored of listening to all the things that were but in see, this the, the Gundam. That are and in it, the, the Gundam stuff, they like to know that. that yeah. They like that kind of that, technology. And th there's nothing wrong with that. I, I honestly, it, it just didn't work for me. And that's why if I was to pick a genre that I don't watch and there is a specific reason, I don't, I don't care for that kind of show. And, a lot of mechas, I see that. And maybe that's where I kind of am similar to Andrew in that respect, where he he comes into a club show and he sees joke number one and he goes, okay, I'm done with this show. If if I was to watch a mecha it's usually, and I see, it's usually, I see somebody going into a spec sheet of uh, mecha number A and then I know that there's at least 10 more mechas in the, in the, in the scene, I know that... Episode two is probably going to have a spec sheet number B for the second mecha, and the third episode is going to have a spec sheet for mecha number three. Um, I just it Argvalian didn't do that, but I knew that when we, I got to episode three or so, and they no, started was, explaining the 
the nerve synapse connection to this. And so therefore he can't play, he can't drive it normally. So he has to think faster than he's moving. And and it was like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I, Ar- I Ark for me was the moment that it was get in and pilot. I'm just done. <laughs> if I ever hear the words get in and pilot it or, oh, I fell in the pilot, need to pilot it. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to pilot. That is like instant shut off for my brain because it's like too many. But yeah, it, it it going back to my explanation of where we've been going forward. It, we're we're trying to cover a lot of stuff, and it's not that's not an excuse for us to be um, more critical to stuff that we don't enjoy. It's just coming from where we have, how much shows we've watched, then coming into just this kind of overload that's happening with so many sites now doing streaming with like Funimation and Crunchyroll, we're 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 getting this huge download constantly. Um it's a lot easier to run into stuff that's just been done way too many times and sadly a lot of anime has just been done a lot. So it's trying to weed through all that repeating echo chamber that some stuff gets pushed to the side a little quicker than others. But I kinda agree with you. Um for studios <laughs> I will often uh, give Shaft a little bit more of a critical eye because Shaft just doesn't, their art style does not settle with me because they do the same stuff with their visual design. They do the same stuff with their head tilts that if I watch a show, I see a head tilt, I pause it, I check who made the show and it says Shaft. I'm going to say, why the hell do you have to do that in every darn <laughs> show that you do? It the, Why? It's your signature. Why do you have to make it so obvious? Um, but yeah, I go with the online PA works. It, they did beautiful stuff at the same time. So yeah, Ghibli. Of course I'm going to give them more of a, a an open eye. Um, uh, was it... Uh, Mappa? Mappa because they've gotten themselves on our map. I mean that that's that's a good a good one to to keep an eye out for. I would have to agree. PA works. I'll I'll probably give a shot because I know that Madhouse no matter how yeah, no matter good eye. no matter how you look at it, I'm going to enjoy at least the artwork of a PA works show. Um, Shaft, I'm I'm mixed on. I I don't hate Shaft. I they. As I said before, and I, if if you get, if you've heard me say this before, just forgive me. Let me I let me say it again. Trying to chase, they look guitar gorgeous. Shaft does some great artwork. Yeah. I do not. I despise their cameraing. Their what whatever you want to call it, their camera angles, whatever it is, their doggone. I have absolute OCD and I cannot stay on one thing for five seconds. Um, that is probably my biggest beef with Shaft. They do that with every one of their shows. They you know do what? I think that's probably the best way for them to save money. If it's they show possible. a shot of a steel chair, it's a lot more cheaper than showing a character walk around talking. It's it's almost like clever way of keeping the budget. But at and the same time, I, I think their character designs are good. They do, on a an occasion they do some great camera angles with some beautiful shots of like sunrise behind some character walking down a path. Beautiful. But then there's other times where it just seems like they have put no care whatsoever into the environment. It looks just completely plain and drawn out of a graphing paper. 
and I don't know, it's just so plain, I don't know what I'm looking at while the character is just blabbing away, and it always seems to happen quite often. But anyways, that's enough of that, though. Um, but other than, other than that, I mean, there's a few, what is that, the new one, White Fox? There, I think they've they kind of... popularity, I don't, I just don't like the stories so far, but I think that they're definitely an up-and-coming. Yeah, they're definitely up-and-coming. Sunrise, you're generally is generally they're just so huge there's no real way to over the place they're all over the place i mean you're generally going to get a decent budget on their 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 shows decent a decent budget stretching it decent budget decent budget they they put most of their money into gundam that that gundam is their like golden egg they're never letting golden egg they just they just shock me where they choose not to put the budget and i'll just say that because i think i've harped on it way too much on here (laughs) Um, is there any other ones off the top of your head? Um, no. I mean, there's a lot out there. It's just there is. There's there's none that are on my mind right now because they're not really. I think at this point, right now, really. I mean, we've discussed this a few times because we've we we've talked about whether or not talking about the studios and talking about um the directors is really anything that you guys would be interested in because, I mean. When no it comes down Hasada, to it, huh? Memorial Hasada, I'm d- definitely sticking on no matter what. But we've yeah, yeah we've mentioned there's that, yeah. there's some directors and there's that <clears throat> sometimes that they'll pique our interest. Um, some studios will pique our interest. Mappa, I'm definitely keeping an it's, eye it's on. It's right really now. only a case where how much control they have and people like yeah. Hasada and uh, there's certain directors that you think I like this show, thus I'll like his other show. Well, you don't realize that they don't have the kind of freedom that all directors have. You have to find the certain ones that seems like every time they do a show, their their handprint is in there. And it doesn't seem like all directors have that kind of freedom. Yeah, I, I agree. It's 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 something that I mean, what was it? We were looking at what Wizard Barristers, and we we were we were convinced that. That that studio was not going to let that that show go, and they absolutely butchered the last two episodes. And that that's a that's a company that I'm always going. That's a, that's like a huge black Stained. mark on their 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 name because I cannot believe and it sucks I mean, because it, we don't know what behind, went behind that. It could have been you know somebody tripped and dropped all their work into a a puddle of water when it was raining one day and they had to redo the entire episode or they gave it to somebody else to do and they they goofed up or like shirobaka would have us believe that it's on the server somewhere and they couldn't download it i mean there's there's tons of possibilities but it just sucks that they would let it go like that yeah that's really the question i mean it's just just stall it for a week for pete's sake or something i mean yeah, I, think I know. I, I believe. I honestly believe that uh, recently with Rage of Bahamut, I believe that they did a, a filler episode on episode six. Like we all need a recap of that story at episode six. I believe that was because that next episode was a huge battle between you know humans and and demons that they needed a little extra time to, to develop. Speaking that. of which, since you mentioned a filler episode. <laughs> Wait a segue, Chris. <laughs> um, Anima, which is A-A-A-H, Nima. Um, he asks, here's a simple question. What are your opinions on recap episodes? Like them, hate them, skip them all together. Thanks in advance and keep them coming. 
Not too sure if it's been asked still. Um, yeah, don't I don't, I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. If it's been I asked don't think it's ever been asked, honestly. But no, it, it hasn't been asked. Um, <sighs> recap episodes, usually the moment that I see that point five at the end of it, or I know within the first minute that it's a recap episode, I just shut it off because I don't have short-term memory loss. So, <laughs> um, so I don't really seem to have it. I mean, if it was a case of like... Uh, for example, right now, I'll know a zero just ended in sum- summer. I'm pretty sure by the time it re-airs in uh, January, they will have a recap episode. I will probably watch it just to kind of uh, kind of get my brain warmed back up for it. But honestly, there really is. I've never really found a necessity for recap episode. I think they're just there so they fill the time slot on television. I don't know if anybody out there really does have that kind of uh, short-term memory that they would need to be refilled on what they were watching. So. They usually skip for me really pretty quickly. I'm gonna skip it really quickly. I I despise them. Um, I don't know why they exist. I don't I don't care for them. I hate them. <laughs> Can you I just despise hate them, them because it's kind of like uh, <laughs> it's a waste. That you realize at point five, you're like, there is no episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, I think that I I have I do know that there is the occasional one where they toss in extra content. And I think that that irritates me even more. That I hate because then you're, you're yeah. more likely to skip it. Yeah, because I'm more likely to skip it once five seconds has happened and I realize that it's a it's a uh, recap episode and I shut it down. And then I find out, you know, three months later that there was actually a little bit of extra content in there and that irritates me. <laughs> it's really a case of usually whenever I see a recap, like recently with, with Rage of Bahamut, what I usually do is if I see that point five, I'm like, this is going to be a, re- a, re- a recap I'll usually sit there and I'll click through like every uh, tenth of a segment of the stream just to make sure that there's no new. If I see a new screen pop up, then I know it's oh, there's somebody something extra that it usually never is. So hate them because that means you don't get an episode that week. But I like them because that generally means that they're trying to prepare. They're trying not to do a wizard barristers. If mm-hmm. I seen a point eleven point five Wizard Barrister episode, I would probably be upset that it wasn't that week. But then I would remember that this is why we don't have Wizard Barristers episodes. So, <laughs> in case of Rage of Bahamut, thank you for not doing a bunch of random steals of demon guys shooting up in the air and it somehow hitting the person that was directly in front of them and screaming. Yet everybody's sitting still for long periods of time, <laughs> hearing. Uh, bow shots and magic going off with people with their hands not even moving <laughs> yes i'm envisioning everything you're saying <laughs> you're seeing it you seen what i'm i'm, I'm seeing it. it i'm totally seeing it anyways yeah bows in the air air with arrows stuck in the in the air in front of them <laughs> no please stop <laughs> that's all the questions we have that was fun. I'm sad. I appreciate we appreciate all those questions. Um, definitely some really good ones. Um, I think we probably overkilled Neko's question, but just no Neko. We're not upset. Good question. Uh, definitely don't feel like I'm being put in a corner with terraformers or anything. Apparently, Bring, I really like terraformers. Bringing the hammer down. I I I can only think of like three shows that I've ever done that with. And I actually remember the names of those stupid shows. Flags. 
flags, furikuri, and oh, we just we tore up flags. <laughs> I, I I feel bad for Mitsugi beyond that episode from AA podcast because he didn't watch it. And we were kind of like, this is such a terrible show, and he's kind of like <laughs> standing in between us, just kind of this is such a garbage. I got to episode three, it was utter garbage, <laughs> and you're like, I got to the end, and it's just, just it was stupid. Poor guy. <laughs> flags, uh, Galileo, Galileo. I I I I hit that one pretty hard. Yeah, you did. And, and I was um, actually liking the visual design on that one because I think that was actually from a good studio. It too. looked great. That was from a really good studio, if I remember right. Was it? Gal- but yeah, the story the story was just utter crap, and it wasn't that the story was bad. It was, um, it was that uh, they uh, they didn't. They didn't explain it well enough. Galilea Dona, excuse me. Galilea Dona, Galilea Dona. Yeah, you're right. And they didn't. I mean, it, it, I didn't find out what hey, the story. One pictures, yes. I didn't a even good studio, but a bad show. I didn't even understand. I didn't even know what the story was about until roughly episode three, and it was two off characters, two side characters that were kind of talking about something else that kind of explained what it was, and it. None of the girls knew what was going on. None of the main characters knew what was going on. And it was like just a cluster. And yeah, I, I came down pretty hard on that one. It, it looked great. I think the recent one that I put the huge hammer down on was Fate Prism uh, Elia 2A. That was an utter garbage show. And it, for the first season was bad, but this one was like pure disgusting show. Like this... A show like that made me hate the mindset of animators. I mean, it was like, this is what gives people a bad perspective of anime. Um, I was going to mention another one, but I'm going to hold my tongue. <laughs> gives a bad perspective of anime. I, I do I do think that... I Have have I ever actually discussed uh, Furikuri and why I despise it? No, I think that's going to be a whole podcast in itself, because I'm pretty sure you can... We need to rewatch that show. I think we need to rewatch that. Oh my show gosh! Together. No. Okay, can to, I take? I'm gonna tie I take down some and you're gonna watch that. Can I take some aspirin first? No. You're you, going. You're, you're gonna, gonna, gonna go into it completely me. sober. You're gonna. T- you're I don't gonna want you drugging me. yourself up. Like I'm just drinking some water. That's pure alcohol. That's not water. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Let's watch the show. No, no. You're, get you're get high on pot or acid. Maybe it would make more sense. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of okay, people that you really know, like okay. that show that we know personally might like that. So it might might go. With I actually, other. I actually have bumped into somebody who was absolutely fanatical that that was the greatest show ever, and I, I could not. I know why now, now that I've watched a few, uh, quite a few anime, I kind of know what it is about that show that really kind of irritated me. It was really just, it was a, just a bunch of logical fallacies. That entire show was just logically broken. The entire thing. Nothing in there, that show made sense. I don't think it meant, I, I think you, I think you missed the undertones. Like I've said before, I think you missed the, <laughs> that's what he tried the to tell me. Undertones and, and, and me and him are both talking about the same guy. He, he tried to convince us and he was explaining this whole communism and the iron was mean something having to do with work and the steam. And it was like, okay, that then there was the youth and the, and the, 
the 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 horn on his head was him going through puberty or some weird crap and then there was sexual innuendos and all it was like okay are you really gonna now (laughs) are you really gonna try and convince me that all that makes sense when you don't even know you can't even convey it correctly i mean if you can actually sit there and point out piece for piece why all this stuff makes sense then no uh -uh. you gave galilee donut a two out of five you obviously found something good in there artwork that's it it wasn't very good looking. Um, let's move on. <laughs> let's not get into fully equally. Um, we did have a few news articles that we wanted to kind of touch on. Um, not really that much to discuss because all they are artwork. Um, just similar to all Noah Zero's release recently, uh, or their their artwork releases that kind of sparked some conversation with us. Tokyo Ghoul has also released a website that has a key visual on it. And that key visual includes Kaneki, who is now in his, you call it awakened form, If for those that have watched all the way through the first... Spoiler! ...release of it. What, spoiler? You just oot aside yourself. What? You said his awakened form. Is it called awakened form? I, didn't, I don't know if that was actually a kept secret. You see it in the, the opening <laughs> video. He's got white hair. Okay, I guess... But that is, you know, it, it, it kind of was a turning point for him. I guess. That's super character development. Um, but anyways, <laughs> he's got white. There's a gentleman on the front of the page who has white hair and a red eye, and he's carrying a body. Whose body is it? And yeah, there's that's lots really of the blossoming question. behind him because he's so moe. Because <laughs> apparently he blossomed. In I was going to get into episode. that, but okay. <laughs> um, I like killing your jokes before you do it. <laughs> I, you know, it, at first it was like, okay, this is a cool, cool scene. And then I, my first inclination was, oh my gosh, it can't be this, this character. Don't, don't let it be this character. And then we started discussing it. And then there's the flowers in the background, which the flowers can be um, reminiscent of his transformation, <laughs> which uh, that's spoiler too. So his blossoming, <laughs> his blossoming, his moe. They all um, transform. They're ghouls. <laughs> Um, and then he's carrying a body, which, like I said, my first inclination was, oh my gosh, it can't be a certain person. But then I, then we were talking about it, and it might be a person that is influential in his transformation, and it is kind of having to do with the scene involving his transformation. For those of you who have actually watched all the way through it and you're following my so so fun here you be vague about that <laughs> a particular someone who is invested in him in some certain way in his future or possibly his past who knows well i wasn't saying anything about his past it had to do with his transformation and if you had watched his transformation you would know what i'm talking about i'll go with it i'll, I'll go with it um but yeah it's Again, it's just a key art, so it's not really much there. It to is gorgeous art. I, I love it. From yeah, very very good pictures. I mean, usually most of these kind of uh, key arts are always gorgeous. <laughs> there's a lot of them that are just overly vague to the point where it's like they can't do much to. They're usually just kind of here are the characters. They're not really trying to convey much. But then it, sometimes, like this case, it's really trying to give a message to. I think it's trying to give a message to those that watched it, but not a message to anybody who hasn't. This that they don't see what they're not supposed to see. I, th- I think it's the, the mm-hmm. thing. So, hence the 
covering could possibly cover up what would be possibly a spoiler. So it's good stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm honestly looking forward to it. I was hating the show back when we had no clue if it was going to continue because it did feel like it was going to be a show that was go buy our manga. Um, but then at the point that they des- decided to reveal that they're going to do a second core, I think they were saying second core specifically. Um, I'll have to look that up. So if I'm wrong, don't get upset. They just say season title is Tokyo Ghoul Route A. So there you go. Season title. Um, so when the moment that I found that they were going to continue it in January, I was still upset because I felt like I was kind of tricked into believing that something was stopping. But now I'm kind of starting to get excited again. So I'm looking I'm, forward to where they take I'm it. I'm super excited about it. I cannot wait to see... I want to see what the goal does, or the the owl on the roof does. I want to see the owl, and I also want to see Kaneki in his the the old man. We're assuming as the old man. I want to see Kaneki in his new his new acceptance of his life. I want to see how are how you, he. Are builds. you sure he's going to accept, it, or you think they're going to do the thing where when everything kind of settles and that adrenaline rush drops in him, he goes back to going, "Oh, where am I at?" And he goes back to being an idiot. I don't think. Do you think is. they're gonna stick with it? I think they're I think actually. So much I think they're. I think they're camps. actually going to break his character. I think there's so much happening right now that again was why I hated the end of the last uh, season. I think there's so much happening that he, I don't think he's gonna get a chance to stop and breathe. So hopefully, I'm hoping. I I the the I way I see it, villains. I, I hope we get better villains. Going I th- I think that he's gonna end up becoming a villain. Oh, I can see that too. And I and I, that and I I I hate that because of who his character was, and this would be. I understand his reasoning for doing it. That's why I won't say it's a logical break, because I understand why what what he's gone through and why he's deciding to do what why why he would I, decide to do what he was. He I think do. the show has been constantly putting this idea of. I want. I want to say that I think you're wrong in the idea of the villain, even though I would agree with it. I think the problem with the show is that they constantly develop the idea that you don't know who's right and who's wrong. The police are good, but then you see the bad side of the police. The goals are good, but then you see the bad side of the goals. The humans are just kind of there. So I think you can say that he could become an enemy to humans, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to be he is a villain. There's too many groups here that have very disgusting sides, that I think the idea of him being a villain is too difficult for him. Unless they really kind of bring him out and make him do something very despicable to the humans, there's too many evil facets to... And it's too dark of a show to really kind of shine him as, an, as a villain. I, get, I can agree with that. I, I, I just think... I think that if they... If that would be a, a probably a slightly more interesting route to take him the only problem that i see with that is how they would bring him back because the only one that w- has any real connection to him is toka and, and nobody cares about and toka. i don't think she's a strong <laughs> enough i don't think she's a strong enough character to bring him back if he goes that route well we can keep talking about that forever but we probably should move forward um our next key art that we found while looking for news to talk about um, it's also uh, a trailer that they released as well, and that is uh, two movies that is being released for Beyond the Boundaries for those that watched that series when it was back in, what, last year? 
Yeah, I think it was. It's been a couple seasons. Um, and that is uh, Kyokai no Kanata. Um, that was a show that we really enjoyed. Um, we were kind of mixed on the ending of it, uh, but yeah, they're releasing two movies. One's going to be called uh, "I'll Be the I'll Be Here." They will have two parts: the past and the future. And that is supposed to release on March 14th and April 25th. So far, all we have is a trailer that has Mirai, and she is standing in the middle of a cloudy-looking setting. And she says, now I am here in the world that I spent time with you. It was a memory of the beyond. I'll be here. I'll be the one to decide the future. Do you think that's referencing the the beyond that they were at at some point? Probably. Was it uh, they were kind of stuck in? Maybe she's still stuck there or something? All I know is that it looks absolutely gorgeous. And the key art's really gorgeous, too. Uh, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And 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 if you guys listen to us Of course, talk it's really just the fact that we really like the character what did we What did we end up uh, giving that show? I mean... It, was that back... I thought we switched away from... Kyoka no Kanata or Beyond the Boundary. It would be on or Beyond the Boundary. But I, I think that we stopped doing number values to ratings at that point. So, you know, it's still under under a review so i don't have the number for it oh. i want to say i gave about a f- i think we gave a four. fours i mean i, four, I know yeah. that we were we were i know that i was all over it i absolutely we had mixed loved. feelings on the ending but the overall right. the animation the character designs the enjoyable characters we really enjoyed absolutely it. phenomenal the setting um and this is actually one of those that i would almost say neko if you did not hear us talk about it i'd almost say go watch it you may enjoy this one it is absolutely a phenomenal show look wise um show the story story wise was good like like andrew was saying at the ending we were kind of a little mixed on it it wasn't a bad ending it just wasn't as good as the caliber of the show itself i'm just curious what they're gonna i would imagine the past movie will probably be a recap and Very the future possible. will probably be like maybe a retelling of the the ending, or maybe a, a expanding on the ending. Because like again, we we kind of were mixed on the ending. Um, part of it was because it kind of felt a little rushed. It wasn't too bad, but it did feel a little rushed. Um, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of plot points that just kind of got dumped and. There was, it just felt there like... There was a twist in it that you were very stuck on. I remember that. Yes. And I, I didn't I, care. I, I, I didn't, I'm suddenly, didn't bother I'm suddenly me. remembering that and it irritated the snot out of it me. It didn't bother I, me. I didn't it made that. sense to me. Um, but he, that would go back to his logical fallacy thing where he kind of felt there was logical fallacies. I didn't, I didn't, it didn't bother me. Um, they sold the character as one way and then they changed it yeah. in a way and it kind of bugged me. Yeah. I didn't didn't bother me. I thought it, I thought it actually had an interesting flavor to it. Um, there was a few points where, if knowing the knowledge of the later part, kind of breaks a couple of of reactions to certain things in the early part. But I don't think it was that bad overall. But if you haven't watched the show, um, we definitely recommend it. Uh, if you're looking for the movie, like I said, I believe it's probably they, ha- they don't have any information for it yet that I've seen. Um, but again, I, I would assume that the past will probably be a retelling, but. Keep in mind that most uh, retellings of entire series in one single movies never turn out right, so I probably wouldn't recommend waiting for the past movie to release before you watch it. Um, it, 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 it's worth the time. 
I I mean, no matter how you look at it, even with the logical fallacy that I I found and the mixed feelings we had about the ending, it was still a great show, and mm-hmm. it looked gorgeous. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's uh, beyond the boundary. Teasing their two films, I would have liked another season instead, but I I can go for that. I'll, I'll go with that. Well, now that we got those out of the way. It is the question, the, the, big, the big discussion everybody has been waiting for, Chris. Yuki Yuna is a hero. <laughs> Which, uh, as we mentioned before, this one kind of caught us off guard um, as being a show that would be about clubs, but it ended up being a magical girl. And of course, with that comes the, is it going to turn out to be decent? And then when you start seeing some kind of hints as to danger, you start wondering... Is this going to be a Madoka Magica kind of show? So, at this point, I will tell anybody who has not watched the show, or has not been watching the show, Yuki Yuna is a hero. Let me get the actual episode count. That way I'm not kind of throwing out a particular episode when we're not that far. I think it's episode 8. But yeah, if you have not watched up to episode 8... Now would be the time to turn us off because we will be talking about episode eight-ish spoilers and back um, for Yuki Yuna is a hero. I think we've already pretty much said that. Um, did we recommend this? Yeah, uh, I'm, I mean, we'll, we did it in our mid-season review, so yeah, and that's what I was gonna. I was pointing out is we did review it. I think that I, I pretty much am. am Pretty much good with it. I, I think that it's an interesting take on things, and it's worth watch. It's got a lot of dead moments, but it's got it's got enough there to entertain me, so I'm sticking with it. So I would I would recommend to if you can get past the the fluff that is in the first four episodes, it's 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 an enjoyable show. I mean, it's got enough there to entertain me, and I hate magical girls, so that tells you something. So, to go back to our discussion earlier well, about yeah, blockouts, magical and girls the, are the generally something is, to block the question, out. The and question, club shows. The question really becomes, I mean, would you have watched it if you had known it was a magical girl? I wasn't going to watch it because it was a club show at first. And I just stuck <laughs> through that. See, that's the thing. If, if, it, if it's breaking past both my boundaries of club shows, fluff and sugary shows, and magical girls... That tells you something. There's something they're entertaining. So. Yeah, that, that's a huge. Uh, what you all don't get is that's a huge up, up thumb from Andrew. I mean, but yeah. If you haven't watched up to episode eight, run away. Clear, the, clear the room. Run away. Definitely. Oh, by the way, Os. <laughs> oh yeah, later to everybody that's leaving because we appreciate you listening to us. Um, but yeah, this uh, this show definitely has thrown me a curveball. I think one of the, the, the most talked about things that we really had in our discussion thread was a lot to do with the... Uh, I'm totally going to... Uh, supernatural battles become commonplace. A lot of the discussion we've really been having is a lot in to do with the similarities to Madoka Magica. And I think there is definitely... A similar vibe, but I don't think they're definitely they're definitely not going for the same darkness that was. Now with episode eight, that's slightly changing. Um, it's more it's more giving me a, a notion that they're trying to go with a dark feel, but I think they're trying to keep some sense of joy and sugary with Yuna's. At, uh, 
they're trying to let it go down too much. They're trying to walk a fine line. They're trying to keep it dark in tone, but still not not make it dark. Right. They're they're still trying to keep a fluff there that Yeah. And I, I guess that goes more for Yuna's character, and I think that'll play a huge part in the later parts of the show if it goes the way that I think it's gonna go. Um but I the one of the biggest uh things that we've been discussing as well has been uh why uh what's I forget her name. Um the wheelchair girl, why she has three uh, summons right off the bat. And I think in my first impressions for episode one, I was quickly realizing that she could possibly be, because she spawned, uh, no, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been episode one. It might've been episode two. Yeah, it was Because she spawned the three things, uh, the three familiars that she had no, it was to possibly three. be. Because she didn't, she didn't, she didn't, uh, Tra- transform in the fir- in the f- first battle. She transformed in the second battle. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it was. I quickly noted that I I believe that she was from a past fighting or a past group. Uh, we established quickly that uh, based off the f- it'll be I think the beginning of the second episode that uh, the older sister she was definitely a part of it um, at some time before because she said that she was picked her team was picked in middle school. But since she did not, and we've pretty much revealed this at this point, I think they pretty much established that unless you use a Mankai, you're not going to get an, another familiar. So that tells us then again that uh, the wheelchair... I'm, I'm hating that I'm calling wheelchair girl. I need to get my names up here so I stop doing that. Um, that That's kind of revealing to us that... You no, know, that's right. I did three episode first impression. That's why I had that that in my mind at that time. But yeah, it, it really quickly established at this point that when you use your Mankai, which is your full potential, you sacrifice something. And for some reason, which I'm guessing at some point they'll they'll reveal, you get another familiar. It's almost like... It's almost like... Thank you for uh, giving up your... What's your, his name? <laughs> Shinju or whatever his name is. He's like, uh, good job. Sucks that you can't see no more. Here's a consolation prize. Thank right. you for playing kind of thing. And it's a little bit depressing at the same time because now you have, like, they just revealed this other area where there's just tons of girls that are all cripple, and they've they've already stayed they're kind of immortal at some point. I, I almost feel that it's almost as dark as Madoka in my feeling at this point. If, if I put Madoka Magica and this side by side, yeah, Madoka Magica had... Um, I don't want to start spoiling Madoka Magica stuff. Um, they had some losses that would kind of, to some people, be a little bit more graver than with Yuki Yuna, but at the same time, I don't think that you have to go that far in order to make it seem like there's a danger involved here. Like, death doesn't need to be involved with a show to make it dark. A psychological thriller does not have to have death in order to make it a psychological thriller. Oftentimes, it could be the notion of there's a death at the door that is more terrifying than death happening itself. Just like the old thriller movies, they were more intense because you didn't know it was coming versus the thrillers the, these days always show it. Well, the question then becomes is do you have to have – I mean, this is this is the question that you pose to me, so I'm going to pose it to you. Do you have to have death to make it dark? Do you have to have death to confirm that death is a possibility? 
I would say yes because and that and I know that breaks my own my own thought there but um to show I think often shows will use it to say yeah we'll do it if we have to and that kind of sucks that we have to I think we've trained our minds through seeing so much graphical stuff that that you have to be reminded that they're willing to go that far before you'll admit that they can do it again. Okay, now but the I question think the way, is, but the way that they're doing it makes me believe that you can do it without. That's my and, point. And, 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 and I agree. Having this a girl one, this one, lose her sight in one you, eye, and then you realize it's not coming back. Tells me that they're willing to commit to something being dangerous. And, and that's and that's and that's what I, what I mean when you when you pose the question to me, and I and I was like. No, I don't think that you necessarily have to have death to be dark. Um, this is a this is a great example of how you can be dark without it. Because in all actuality, that girl in the in the bed that really sucked. That's almost worse than death. It, that is worse than death. I mean, <laughs> it really sucks to be her. But again, like I situation. said, to realize that there's an entire area filled with girls like this tells me that this really sucks. I mean. Obviously, they've probably been battling vertexes for some time, so I would assume that there's been plenty of other girls that have been in the same situation as she is. So I almost wonder if there's a lot of girls that are in the same scenario as she is. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 tells me that, like I said, when I was saying that these paralleling them together, I almost feel at this point, I feel a more grave situation for the girls uh, fighting on Yukiuna as a hero's show than I do with Madoka Magica. Because Madoka Magica, and they both have the same kind of fluff too. That that I, I kind of had a drug through to get to this point. That I feel at this point, while Madoka had a lot more intricate aspects of the magical girl that were more interesting, this one has an equally interesting take on it as well. I think they both stand on their own, even though we they will, have we, they we constantly have... even though we constantly compare them. I think they both stand on their own as their own. Their own. There's almost. There is almost that I want you to watch their, a third show, and I've already mentioned it, and and that person absolutely loved that show. They said um, that they absolutely loved it, or they say they enjoyed it. Absolutely, you're, you're putting it. words in their mouth. Absolutely, love is a very big way of stating. I I was actually surprised at how much they enjoyed it. I I. I liked it, but I thought it was too much. He said this. Um, he he liked the show, and his verdict was th- that it was very good. He really liked it, with a few exceptions, mostly having to do with the character design and the anima- animation quality. Now, this particular show is called Daybreak Illusion, which is- it doesn't really matter that I was saying that it's really this is a case. I don't want to put words in people's mouth and absolutely loved is a very big term. That's the only I, reason I brought it up. And so I apologize. That I, I'm not, I'm not trying to put words. I, 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 I was surprised at how much he enjoyed that show. I liked the show. I had, I had different takes on it mostly because when I came into it, I was looking at it from the aspect of, okay, this is a show trying to mimic Madoka. I don't think when I stop and think about it after watching a good chunk of this show, I'm I, I'm almost thinking because I've never actually said you need to you you should probably go and check out the show, but I'm actually considering because I think it adds a different aspect to it because 
and even even talking about it because you you've got three different shows that you don't really want to one that we can spoil because we know that anybody who's watching this show has actually watched these and then two other shows that were kind of spoilerish no matter what we do in it. Madoka uh is almost like a breakdown of the entire uh magical girl concept and then really taking them to their extreme. This one is more about the Yuki Yuna is more sacrifice. Is 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 about sacrifice. This one is really more about the mental everything involving daybreak illusion is almost like a throwing it as dark as possible and then making it what would the psychological toll on these girls be? If they really had to deal with a dark, a truly dark person that was doing something truly evil, and they ended up having to deal with that situation, what would the mental toll on that girl be? And it actually starts questioning They, they kind of did a little bit of that in uh, one of the characters from Adoka, didn't they? Yes, but they, they didn't. Breakdown. But that was only at a was very surface. Brief. It was very brief and very surface level. This one is taking that aspect and just playing that out through the entire show in different situations, different characters. It's not one person. Is but I guess all- it goes back to what I was saying. Is I think I think even though we do the comparisons, I think it's it's nice to be able to step back and say, hey. Technically, they're not the same thing, and that's a good thing. I don't want another Madoka Magica. I want them to do what they want to do. I do like the element of darkness because that then takes it from, oh, friendship, freely, freely, let's jump out there, wave our wand, everybody's happy. That is old and done. Sailor Moon killed it, and everybody else is just beating it to death. Let's move on to do something else. And... By bringing it away from the, oh, everybody's happy friendship that I just can't stand anymore, it then says, let's go do this to capture your attention rather than say, here's some figures that are cute and frilly. Let's instead, here here's a different take on it that is actually somewhat interesting. The idea of a character mentally breaking down, the idea of, hey, not everything's as it seems, the idea of what are you willing to sacrifice? That power isn't free. I like that. Yeah. Granted, Madoka kind of hit a little bit on the, the idea of power not being free, but um, Yuki Yuna also is is taking it to that is the central focus. Really, it seems like um, is what you're willing to sacrifice to get that power to save who you want to save. And I like that. I honestly like. Besides the fact that, and again, I mentioned Madoka Magica had the same problem. This show does have a lot of fluff that I could do without. But at the same time, when it gets to the point where we're doing the magical stuff, we're we're jumping out there and fighting, it's giving me that that little extra, let's take it this direction. Ooh, that's interesting. And now the next time that they actually get in a battle, they're going to be less likely to use their Mankai, which will make they it... They were already a- doing it. They were doing it at this point, but Yuna was the only one that was still like... I almost want to say that at some point Yuna's going to probably, uh, Yuki Yuna's probably going to be like shouldering the burden, being the I'll help, every, I'll save everybody thing. And I'm assuming, I already wrote, wrote the thing, I'm assuming at some point it's probably going to end with the show having her do the ultimate super sacrifice to try to heal everybody 
And she'll probably gain some, like you mentioned, probably gain godlike state, and everybody will be happy. I, I just the tone, even with the sacrifice element, I just see it ending like that. Yeah, no matter I mean, if we like it or not. I mean, I, I kept pointing. The question out is, to- do they have her die at that point, or do they have her completely crippled at that point, or does she just go back to being happy freely with them? Is the question? Yeah, and 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 that's and that's one of the things that I I I was telling Andrew, and I kept pointing out that the. I and, and I'm not saying that you didn't catch it. I'm saying that I kept pointing it out. The fact that it's titled Yuki Yuna as the hero, it, mm-hmm. it's not the hero club. Otherwise, I, I would be stuck on all four of these girls. I, I know that Yuki Yuna is the hero, and it's, so far it's been focusing on all of them. Yes, she is the main protagonist, but it's been focusing on all of them. And Yuki Yuna is the title character. So, therefore, I'm apt to believe that it's going to be some kind of a super sacrifice it's going to be probably they're going to have some kind of super battle memorial at the end of the day will have a memorial that says yugi yuna was the hero yeah (laughs) but it's sad that it it almost it almost shows kind of bad it almost feels like a a name a voiceless protagonist video game where you have Yuki Yuna, who's never really ever touched in the show you have more build up on uh of course the Again, the Quill Chug girl, Mimori, she's got so much behind her. And of course, we're going back to the idea of her possibly being in the fight. She's uh, going to be three times she's, before. Yeah, she's she's, she's yeah. used her Mankai three times before. No, two times. Because, two times. Yeah, you get one, one for the beginning. Once for the legs and once for her memory. But yeah, she's done it three times so far because now she has four. Two times. Oh, no. Yeah. At the beginning, now she's done it. She's at the beginning, she more. had two extra, but now she has three extra. So that means she's used it three times now one for her legs, one for her memory. And now for her hearing in one ear, right? So she has a lot behind her that is very well, fascinating, I think that she's, including the she's ribbon just, and the fact that she obviously knew this girl that was crippled at right. this other location. I think that 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 I think she's really kind of the key that's going to explain everything. That's yeah, it's, it's going to be the, with her. She's gonna she's gonna be the unraveling of the entire backstory. I'm if I wonder if they'll put her as immortal already. They're all immortal, Andrew. <laughs> no, they were saying at some point that they that they get to that that plateau that they become immortal, that they've sacrificed enough to become immortal. I don't think they really meant. They mentioned that them over there were immortal. I thought that that was kind of the way the way she sounded was when well, either, when they either, become either the magical girl. When either they way, that would mention my, my point is how far back does memory go? Is she back as far as the origins of this, and then we'll get a full side of beginnings? Or is she just here recently? That's a good kind of question. I, I would think that'd be fascinating if they went that far with it. Before I forget, because I've already forgotten like five times now, I want to know, I, I asked this in the thread, I'm, I'm curious if how many people realized that the girl in the bed mentioned, oh, you defeated them? We only pushed them back. Yeah. That means that the fight that they had at that on that episode was not a twin runner. It was... They pushed him back, and he came back again. So they they've done nothing so far. Yeah. They've done nothing but sacrifice, basically, which mm-hmm. just makes it even more <laughs> screwed up that these girls are going through all this, and yet all they're doing is pushing them back. Like they sacrificed everything to only nudge them back. Yeah, I think really I, that that was that was one of those things that. Um, what what else? I because I pointed out the there was there was something that I I was pointing out to you. It, it, it had something to do with the. The discussion that they were having. I was hoping that you would help me out. 
I think we have a lot of discussions, Chris. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> it was involving the their conversation with the cripple girl. Um, I asked if you had noticed something. I already mentioned the ribbon. Yeah, the ribbon was a that was a given because the girl pointed out the ribbon, but she didn't she didn't recognize the ribbon. She just knew it had something to do with her past life. The girl was calling her by a different name, but it was obvious that she didn't recognize the other name. Oh well, and now I don't remember what else I wanted to talk about because there was something else I wanted. You to You killed mention. the discussion. Yeah, you I did. Killed it by coughing. Me and my cough. No, you cough and you brain farted all at the same time. No, I was already brain brain farting when when I coughed. Yeah, but what what is I mean. your but what is your your take on how is it going to go? I've already mentioned the idea that I feel it's probably going to come to the point where they fight again. They realize that all they're doing is pushing them back. Um, you'll probably have this pinnacle moment where everybody's sacrificing something to stay alive. And then when they're all kind of down and out, Yuna uses Superman Kai, heals everybody, and then becomes... I think they'll probably just have her... They'll think that she's gone. Like she yeah. sacrificed everything, and then she'll show up back at the club room. No. Yuki Yuna checking in, and I'll be happy again. Um, no, I think it'll it'll be a it, it'll be some kind of a um, because, like I said, I, the title t- t- the title character is the main reason why I think this. And she's constantly saying she I'll is fix going. It. To I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll, I'm, I'll I'm fix con- it. Yeah. We're gonna find some. We're gonna find some way to fix this. She is absolutely the avatar of I am the hero or. Every time somebody gets frustrated, she reminds them of the the tenants that they keep talking about. Um, she's already been involved with She'll be with floating away. They'll be going, no, don't go. Remember tenant number five. Yeah, never, never stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> she's she was already there when when wheelchair girl bumped into the uh, the cripple girl in the bed. So she's already got a breakdown of what's actually happening. Um, I think that they're probably going to delve into Wheelchair Girl's story a little bit more to make it a little bit so that you can s- feel the darkness of the show. Damn, we only got like four episodes. Four to go. episodes. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty much. I'm counting them episode, off in my head. You got head. an episode to her to the wheelchair to Memory. You have probably an episode to them really getting beat down. An episode no, well, of them no, no, overcoming, no, 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 and then an episode. Hold on, of hold on, hold on. It. You're you're already you're already missing it. The, the the you're gonna have the breakdown of the actual understanding the the mechanics of this world in probably in the next episode. Then you're going to have Yuna pretty much. Um, well, yeah, because right now they're gonna basically go back and say they'll probably do the whole well, should we tell them thing, and you'll probably have some moment where they'll be telling each other, and they'll try to be on. Really, there's a girl over here that's completely crippled. No way, this is happening, and they'll probably be arguing back and forth and scared and terrified. That's, that's that probably going to cause some kind of a questioning of uh, Yuna's inner inner heart so that she's going to actually be in some, Yeah, she's going to have some kind of inner tor- turmoil involving it. Um, then, then, then you're probably going to have your big battle. And that's the one that you're super excited about because you're going to see them all get beat down. And I do mean they're going to get probably beat down. And they're probably going to be mankind out. Yeah, Mankai, uh, even using their Mankai, they're going to get tore up, because they're yeah. probably going to have the entire fleet come on them at once. Yeah, I, and we're talking big-time beatdown. You're going to get big, big-time beatdown. And then at some point, um, 
Eunice probably already frustrated with everything. She's downtrodden. She's also in the, the, her entire group's gotten beat down, and then she's going to do some kind of an internal conversation. She's going to decide. You think they're gonna going to shinji it? She's going to have. She's going to have some kind Sitting of in a in a in a train cart talking to herself. She's going to have a You're just conversation. No, no. She's going to have a conversation in her heart with the guy. I don't know how it's going to play out, but she's going to have some kind of an inner inner turmoil breakdown, and she's going to come out of it more powerful than than the man Kai. Obviously, she's going to wipe out the entire thing, and come to find out that she's going to have to sacrifice everything for this. And at the same time, since she's got these God powers, which pretty much she's going to be merged with God himself, this Shijigiji guy, um, <laughs> the Shijigiji guy, um, she's going to be merged with him. So she has the ability to heal all the girls around her. So that makes everybody happy. Then they're going to, the last episode, they're going to talk about the after story, and the after story is going to be is where Yuna has a child and no 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 oh, no, no, okay. no 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 not that kind of after story. They, they, you're you're going to have this memorial to y- Yuki Yuna as the hero, and she's the and Shinji. you're going to see all the girls are happy from that, that that point on, and then like Andrew said, she's going to pop up out of nowhere. She's the new Shinju. Shinju. She's re- she replaces Shinju. Because Shinju dies and she has to take his place and she becomes the... She then extends the roots that become her barrier. No, my biggest theory that I had was what if, in all actuality, they're standing there on those roots of Shinju and they're looking out to these vertexes coming towards them. They're fighting and killing... Or now we know they're, they're pushing them back. But what if there's a chance that on the flip side... The vertexes are actually other girls from another Sinju that are coming in that appear as vertexes to these girls, but are actually girls. And on their side, they see the girls as vertexes that they're going to fight to f- protect their Sinju. And actually, they're just sitting there killing each other. And And what it does is that as they battle and constantly push each other back, they're using Mankai and, and sacrificing to these Sinju who are actually the only ones gaining out of this. They're forcing the girls to exert energy so that they can gain it from them. You just made this the best magical girl ever. That would be epic. <laughs> My brain would break. It would be awesome. But then I would say, I told you. Anyways, I think that's enough discussion about that. We, we're enjoying it, though. I hope you're all enjoying it. Definitely continue to post on our Yuki Yuna wa Yusha de Aru. Um, I might have to edit that to be Yuki Yuna as a hero because that's technically our localized version of it but i might leave it or just put it in parentheses but definitely if you have been watching this show and you're listening to us and you haven't been in discussion definitely jump onto otakuspirit.com go to the forums go to seasonal discussion we have like every single currently season show on there so you can co- talk to other people about them and if you watch this show definitely jump in there and, and chime if in there just make sure a, to put if it there... in a spoiler tag with the episode you've watched up to if there is a show that you haven't that isn't being discussed and yeah. you want to talk Add about it thread, throw it topic. in there um, the, just so you know, the the three shows that we talked about in this particular spoiler part is Ill Soul, Iliad, or something like that. That's Daybreak Illusion. Um, I I thought it was a good show. It's worth watching. Um, 
the other one was Madoka Magica. I think uh, Daybreak Illusion is on Crunchyroll. Madoka Magica is on Crunchyroll. They're, all the shows we talked about have been on Crunchyroll. And this one is the current show, which you should be and watching if you're listening to right the now. show I talked about earlier in the podcast, Ilya Prisma, or Fate in Ilya That's, Prisma, that, that, that is, is on no. Crunchyroll. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> That's, That's the not, only one in this entire mix. Don't watch. Please yeah. don't watch. The, the, these, those, those other two, I think that those are kind of... Unless you like really like girls that are, I think, nine years old that sit there and just kind of French kiss and moan on the screen, you might like it. I think that those, those, <laughs> those, two, those two give you a good, strong understanding of the, the tone in which we're talking about when we were discussing this. If you haven't watched them, you don't under, you, you're probably not understanding what we were talking about, and it's a... It's it's a good way to understand the the tonal differences and the directions that each one of these shows have taken. I think you should watch Pretty Sammy first, then watch Madoka Magica. Then after you're done hurtling in a corner and saying Sammy would never be able to handle that, then go and watch Il Dittori, whatever you just said. Wait, he just already forgot the name. Oh no, of it. it's Daybreak Illusion. Daybreak I thinking, Illusion. I was trying to think of an order in which I would watch, and these then, shows watch because then watch, then uh, watch, then watch. Uh, what was the one from last season? Magical something, Magical Battles or whatever it was. The short that was good. Magical right. Wars. Magical Wars. There you go. And that then I wouldn't call Dark Magical Girl though. No, I'm I'm going back and forth here. M- Say, uh, what about Sailor Sammy? Moon? Pretty Sammy was not really okay. Happy. If you want to understand, I want if you want to, if you want to understand, watch them all. And if they watch Sailor Moon, they're going to be gone for the next year before they <laughs> they're going to be gone Which for the next, next year. <laughs> if you want to understand Magical Girl as a genre, watch uh, Sailor Moon. If you want to understand the dark Magical Girl, then watch these three. <laughs> they all have their own flavor, and I like that. But that's all we're going to talk about. We're we're done. We've overdone this episode. I'm surprised how long this episode turned out to be. Lots of editing for me. Lots of enjoyment for you. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of editing. I do apologize for that, Andrew. Thank you for listening, people. And I hope you enjoy not hearing this coughing all the time. And the dead air. Did it four times. Yeah, and dead air. And dead air when I went, uh I might include one of those dead airs as a, as a blue <laughs> where, where Chris goes, and starts drooling. It's like, oh my gosh, he broke. And I have to go and get the little, I have to get like the little <laughs> crank from like Nishijo and crank you up. And thank you all for listening. You all have a wonderful week. Oh, see you next week. Bye. <laughs> しみ思いを馳せる響き満ち